You're listening to The Britpop Show, sponsored by Creation Day Festival, playing the best and the rest of Britpop. You are indeed listening to The Britpop Show, and it's coming, the guests are coming thick and fast this this time of, this time of the year. Well, we have, last week we had Mark Billingham, crime author, and this week we have Alex Lowe from Hurricane Number One. Who are Hurricane Number One, I hear you cry? This is them. Step into my world.
Step Into My World by Hurricane Number One. And when you have the person who sang that song, the one thing you don't want to be doing is talking over that at the end of that record. I'm sure it's unforgivable. We have with us, of course, Alex Lowe, who was the lead vocalist and guitarist from Hurricane Number One. How are you, Alex? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, not a problem. It's an on. absolute pleasure. Well, you are, of course, co-hosting it today. So you've, you've selected some songs. So you will be, you'll be telling us the songs that you've selected and, of course, your reasons why. But uh, if it's all right with you, I'll ask you some questions about the band as well. Absolutely, yeah. So I've got first question for you, and it's, uh, it's a pretty obvious one. How did the band come about? Um, God, that's a long time ago now, but it came about um, Andy Bell put an ad in Melody Maker years ago. Uh, wanting to put a band together and they were looking for a vocalist so uh, a girlfriend at the time she sent away a tape, it was tapes back then, so she sent away a tape without me knowing it and uh, I got a, a phone call about a week later saying, you know, come on down and uh, see what you like, you know, come on down and sing for us you know, so I went down, they, I think they got around 500 tapes at the time, so it was a lot of people you know, they were, you know, uh, going through a lot of singers and stuff but and that's how I got the, the deal. You know, it was Alan McGee said, you're the right guy for the job and, you know, welcome to Creation, basically. So that was it, yeah. So you went down Creation Records um, studios and you sang. Was, was Andy there as well? Uh, Andy was there. Um, the, the, uh, Will was there. Gaz was there. The drummer and bass player at the time, they were there. Uh, lots of big guys from the industry. Um, Sire Records was there, Warner Brothers was there, so it was pretty nerve-wracking when I walked in. Yeah. I didn't expect to see all these people, you know. Uh, Al McGee was there, lots of people was there. So, And I sang a few songs. I think I sang Maggie May by the, uh, Rod Stewart. Um, I sang Ticket to Ride, I think it was, Pinball Wizard, and that was it. That's And then, you know, the rest is history, really. That was it, yeah. And were you playing as well, or were you just were you singing? Uh, both. I did a bit of guitar. I put the guitar out the case and um, played the guitar as well because uh, this is because Andy said to me, you know, oh, can you play guitar? I says, yeah, I've got my guitar there. So I pulled up the old Rickenbacker and uh, plugged it in and uh, played some songs as well. So yeah, that was it. Because Andy, of course, uh, for those who are listening who, who don't know him, Andy was of course in the band Ride before that, so it was presumably quite a big deal right. that he was moving on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I knew who Ride were and stuff. You know, I, I you know, I've heard of them. I wasn't a fan of them by any means, but uh, but I knew of them, and I was uh, you were very impressed that I got the job. Basically, you know, I, I was really impressed. Yeah. I was humbled by it. But they were looking for a John Lennon type singer, that gruff voice and stuff. So. And I fit, you know, I was in in the picture for that. So yeah, that was it. Yeah. And so, what happened right. then when you were when you were signed to the band? Well, it took a while actually. It actually took about nine months to actually sign a contract with Creation. But me and Andy did a lot of solo shows, and we demoed a lot of stuff for the album, the first album. Uh, we demoed "Step Into My World" and and stuff like that, you know. But yeah, it took a while. It was around nine months before we got the band actually together for rehearsals and uh, signed the deal with Creation. So there's a lot of hanging about to do and stuff like that, which there is in the industry anyway. You hang about a lot, you know, even at shows and stuff. When you're doing shows on tour, you, you always hang about too much. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of that going about. And then it all once the first single um, kind of was released, then it took off with the band. It went into the charts, and that was it, really. We got support with Supergrass another Oxford band, which was great. Um, and that was it, really. It just took off from there. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to play uh, We're going to play some Supergrass later because uh, also on this show, we, not only do we do um, 
uh, you know, speak to people and play Britpop, but we also play some anniversaries. And at the moment, we're sort of on the 25-year anniversaries, but pretty soon we're going to be moving into the 30-year anniversaries, which is pretty scary. But we've got a big 25-year anniversary from a, from a Supergrass single coming up later in the show. But you're co-hosting the show and you picked some songs and the first song you picked tonight is is an absolute classic from the Britpop era Common People by Pulp which is actually my mum's favourite song alright okay yeah, yeah that's yeah. presumably it's, not um, why you chose it I, I chose it because um, I just think it's a quirky song I think it's like it's so 60s quirky it's so silly a song but it's at the same time it's, it's, un, it's genius it's an absolute genius song but at the same time, it's quirky. Yeah. It's it's one of them strange. It's a bit like what Space does. You know, I know the guys in Space, the band, yeah. and they, like what they did with their songs. It's very quirky, but at the same time, very genius. Absolutely, and that's why I picked this song. Well, we're going to hear yeah. we'll hear some space later on as well. Let's hear some common people by Pulp, and then on the other side, we're going to talk a bit more about Hurricane Number One. Oh yeah, 
Cause everybody hates a tourist Especially one who thinks it's all such a laugh Yeah, and the chip stays in Greece Will come out in the bath We will never understand may have peaked too early common people by pulp and we're not going to beat that and what's surprising about that song is it's like nearly six minutes but it never seems like that does it because it's just so genius no it doesn't it, yeah it seems a really short song yeah. but it is it's like five six minutes long yeah. so we have alex Lowe with us in this talking to us this week about his band hurricane number one alex was the vocalist and guitarist with hurricane number one we were talking about how he got signed and how, how the band was created so what happened after that Alex you were presumably you, you went into the rehearsals and then did you go out gigging first or did you go into the studio and, and do the album no we we actually went straight into the studio uh, to record you know uh, we did some demos at um, Conk Studios uh, Ray Davies Studios you know the Kinks uh, we went there uh, we did some B-sides and stuff just recorded a few songs you know just to see how it went and stuff and it went really well so we got all these bunch of songs together. I think we picked the best for the album. And then we um, were looking for a producer. So we got a guy called Steve Harris, who did, I think he did Cooler Shaker and stuff like that at the time. Um, so we got him to go in and we were in Lincoln Studios for about six weeks. Uh, Chapel Studios, sorry, in Lincolnshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did the album and stuff. And then we went to him. We had our first tour with, I think our first tour with, with Three Colours Red. Another creation band at the time. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it beautiful yeah, day? Was beautiful was day. Was that their their big single? Wasn't it? Yeah, beautiful day. That's true. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So we went there. We went to Ireland and uh, we did the UK tour in Ireland and stuff like that. And then really we just got on board and got our first British tour, just small toilet gigs to start with, you know, and uh, sold them out and stuff. And we just kind of grew from there, really. Uh, just toured all the time you know yeah absolutely and what about the uh, the name how did that name come about 
I don't know. To, to be honest, I really don't know where the name come from. I think, well, we were going to be called Hurricane, just Hurricane. But the Beastie Boys had a DJ called DJ Hurricane who was really offended by the point that we took the name Hurricane. I was like, well, we're not DJs, you know? It's yeah. like, it's not, it's not like we're called DJ Hurricane, you know? So I think it was a bit of a piss take that we put the number one on the end, like Hurricane number one. Are you better, so I think better just, than a DJ? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we just did. I think the number one at the end was kind of just like a kind of a spoof kind of thing. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think that's what it was. But the, the actual band was called Hurricane. That's that's the name of the band. You know? well, well, what's interesting is we're doing 25 year anniversaries and this one sits up really nicely. Do you remember a band called Warm Jet? Warm Jet. Yeah. No. Well, they, they had a single, and I'm surprised you don't know about this. They had a single called Hurricane. Came out 25 okay. years ago. Uh, which is 25 years is since your album came out. So I'm surprised they were allowed to get away with it, bearing in mind you had to change your name. But okay. they obviously weren't as big uh, as you. They weren't on the Beastie Boys radar. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play that. No. <laughs> Have a listen to it. This is Hurricane by Warm Jets. And Warm Jets were teed up for something big and never quite made it, but their first album is worth a listen. Across the world left inside 
Listening to the Britpop Show, sponsored by Creation Day Festival, playing the best and the rest of Britpop. And we are joined this week by Alex Lowe from Hurricane Number no. One, uh, ex-band from Creation Records. Now, Alex, I don't know. Are you listening along? Are you able to listen along? Did you manage to hear that that song in the background? No, I didn't. No, I was just silent. No, well, that's a shame. That's a shame. It's uh, you have to check that one out. So that's I'll definitely hur- check it out. Yeah, it's Hurricane by the by Warm Jets, uh, and they were they were kicking off um, around twenty five years ago when you guys were. So I'm surprised. Uh, okay. Like you say, the lawyers didn't get involved. Right. We, we get, yeah. You've mentioned space already. Uh, the next song that you've yeah. chosen is Female of the Species by Space. Why is that? I just love the song. It's just it's like I said before, like uh, the pop song. It's just so bizarre and and just different it's just different from any other Britpop band if you want to call it that you know uh, it's just so different and they were so and i know the guys uh, really well uh, we've toured with them a lot and played gigs with them and they're just a fantastic band and tom tommy the, the singer is a good friend of mine as well and he loves what i like about tommy we got chatting one night at a festival we were playing in hastings i think it was and i'm really into these old-fashioned b movies you know like uh Peter Cushing and anybody that's old enough will know these guys like Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee and Dracula and Frankenstein and, and Tommy's really into this stuff. So we got chatting at this festival and we're like, wow, you love all that stuff as well. I don't know anyone else in the music business that would probably watch that rubbish. <laughs> we do. So that's we hit it off really well, you know, and they're a great band. They're fantastic guys. Uh, and they always speak highly of us. And uh, the reason I... I probably picked the song as well because they're, they're a great band and they're really lovely guys yeah no no the, the, the song as I said it's um, just so different from anything that was out there anything you know it was out there you know and that's why I loved it and I'm certain that one of their album covers didn't it have some sort of almost like a B-movie thing with Godzilla or something with yeah yeah and they had the, the, I think the album was got I could be wrong uh, but spiders or something there was a lot of spiders in the bathtub yeah. and stuff for their album cover i think the album was called spiders maybe that's right maybe that's i'm wrong album. that's right yeah 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 it's, that's that's a great album a fantastic album but, the, but it's covered in spiders you know it's like uh, it's so cool yeah really cool well that's this is from that album this is female of the species by space we'll play that and then we'll hear a bit more from alex after that
female of the species by Space, as chosen by Alex Lowe from Hurricane Number One. And if you like Space, they are going on a 25-year anniversary tour of Spiders and Tim Planet. Spiders being their first album, Tim Planet being their second album. And that is in February next year. So they're starting 24th of February at O2 Academy in Birmingham. Then they go Sheffield, Manchester, Newcastle, Leeds, Bedford, Bristol, Chester, Air, London and Liverpool. Ending in Liverpool and it will be a massive homecoming gig. Obviously, if you're a big fan of space, get your tickets now. Alex, brilliant song. Thank you for choosing it. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great track. Yeah. Really good. Now, we were talking about Hurricane Number 1 and we'd basically got to the first album and that had been released and you guys were then building your fan base. And then you got to the second, the difficult album, the second one. Um, do you want to talk us through that? Sorry, was that the second album? Yeah, most most artists say that the second album is is their difficult one. It's the one that, that you know that you get nine years to write the first album, and nine months to write the second album. Did you guys find it was difficult? Um, no, not really, um, because we had like it's more of a how can I say it? More of a mix album, like a, a dancey kind of album. A lot of remixes, and maybe not dancey, but a lot of remixes in there that uh, a guy called Steve Sedelnik did for us. He worked with Madonna and all these people. And um, he um, he had all the beats and stuff down, programmed and all up and running. So all we had to do was go in the studio, put these tracks down and then work around these these uh, beats and stuff, you know. So we knew exactly what we were doing. Uh, and we had um, Ian McLagan fly over, uh, the guy that was in the Small Faces and the Faces with Rod Stewart, the keyboard player. So we flew him over from Texas and um, yeah, he played on it as well. He did a lot of Hammond organ and stuff like that, and some piano and stuff. So it was great. It was. Um, it took a while to do. It took a lot. I think it was maybe two weeks longer than the first album. Yeah. But I think it was because I think the songs are a lot longer as well. If, if I can remember right, I think I haven't listened to the album for a long time, but I think the songs are really long. Andy, and you know, had this thing about really long outros. And stuff, and I, I, I hated long outros. I, I'm a three-minute pop song radio guy, you know. But but Andy liked his three-minute long endings and three-minute long starts and stuff, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, I think that's why it took a bit longer as well because the songs are a lot longer. So you know, we what we and we worked a lot of parts out in the studio as well uh, when we did the second album. Um, so me and Andy worked out a lot of stuff together in the studio with the guitars and stuff like that, you know. And then, you know, and that's really it, really. Um, and it, we was did called, that in, it was called Only the Strongest Will Survive. But is it right that the yeah. single Only the Strongest Will Survive wasn't actually on the album? Is that right? That's right. That was the biggest mistake I think we ever did. I, I don't know why they did this, you know. I mean, I didn't even know it happened until I had the album. You know, I got the copy and I listened. I went, well, hold on a minute. That, that's the remix. Why haven't we put the... Uh, you know, the, the, the original song on there because the single did really well. I think it got top 20 or something at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they didn't put it on there. I don't know what the reason was, but um, yeah, it's not on there at all. Uh, well, why don't we hear it now? And then everybody can can scratch their heads as to why it wasn't there. And then what we're going to talk about, we'll talk about a few yeah. more of your songs and we'll talk about what you're up to now and what the future holds for Hurricane Number 1. So this is Only the Strongest Will Survive.
Only the Strongest Will Survive by Hurricane Number One. What a tune. And the outro wasn't too long either. It's not like Step Into My World. That one felt like it was forever. It's definitely... <laughs> when you're sat it's here and of... you think, he's finished, he's finished singing and I've still got two minutes left. What's going on? Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> he maybe got bored. Andy maybe got bored. <laughs> so, so in 1997, so you, you, you formed in 97, you, uh, it was 96. And so 97, your debut album, that one came out in 99. And then you guys split up for, what, 15 years? Yeah. Um, what happened, I think what the, the end of the band was that, uh, I mean, I can only say what I see, you know. And I think what happened was Andy had a, a baby with his, with his wife. And he wanted to take time out. But it was right at the height of our career. So he, I think he took about seven or eight months out. So that's a long time in a band's career, you know, to be away. And after that, I, do, I think he lost interest and stuff like that, you know. And I think that, that's what happened, really. And he um, kind of settled down with his uh, wife a little bit more because they had a child, you know, they, they had a kid. So I think that was the, that's, that's what happened to me. That's, that's all I could see, you know. Whatever happened to Andy, eh? Of course, famously, he went on to uh, being gay dad and then, and then Oasis, played bass for Oasis for yeah. a while, didn't he? Yeah, he played bass, which I thought was a weird one because Andy's probably one of the top five guitar players in Britain, you know. Uh, and that's because I've played with the guy, you know, and I've seen what he can do. And I thought that was a very strange one for Andy to do, you know. Okay, it's Oasis, but at the same time, he was playing bass, you know. I thought, mm, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, money, money talks, I, I mean, Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Andy, you know. Although he's, he was my friend, he's still my friend. But being in the band together, and I, I was still a fan of his guitar playing, you know. Everything he did was amazing. And I thought he was kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit, you know. I mean, I mean, okay, Oasis, biggest band in the world sort of thing. I mean, who would, you know, turn that down? But at the same time, you know, he's a great guitar player. And I thought maybe he could have done something else, you know, with another band or something. Yeah, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Right, so you've, you've chosen a song by the Stereophonics. Now, the Stereophonics debut album came out at roughly the same time as your, your debut album. Um, but this one is off their second album. It's The Bartender and the Thief. Why, why was that yeah. choice? To be honest, I think Kelly, uh, and Kelly's a great guy as well. He's one of the nicest guys in the industry. You know, you couldn't get a nicer guy. But he's probably got one of the best voices ever. I mean, my God, that guy's voice is just out of this world, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm a singer, but, or I try to sing, you know? <laughs> but this guy can, this guy's voice is just unbelievable. And that's why I picked, I could have picked any anyone from the Stereophonics, Really, because I'm a big fan as well. I, I love them, you know. I think we did Top of the Pops with them and stuff. We did a few festivals with them. Uh, but at the same time, the guy's voice just makes the band, you know. It's, yeah. You know, you could have people playing the spoons in that band and with his voice and it would still be amazing, you know. Yeah. And he, he never seems so, to age either. He always... He, he, yeah, he's like Peter Pan, isn't he? Dorian <laughs> Gray like or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Let's hear it. The Bartender and the Thief by Stereophonics. And after that, we'll talk some more with Alex about what's coming up in his career after this. Hits from the 1990s. Still out, become 
Under three minutes comes out punching and doesn't stop that one, does it? That's amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. I'm so, I'm yeah. so glad you it's picked good... that one. We haven't played that one in ages. Right. So, what's uh, 2023 is a big year for Hurricane Number One, isn't it? Yeah, but, but you know, we're, we're, I think we're going to come back pretty strong. Um, we've got a box set coming out with the first two albums and the newly recorded album, uh, which will be on Golden Robot Records worldwide. It's going on vinyl. It's going on CD. Uh, that's coming out, I think it's going to be March or April now. Um, and at the moment, we're recording a three-track limited edition EP uh, for Christmas. Uh, it's going to be signed and stuff. There's only going to be about 500 copies. So the band's going to sign them all. And, uh, you know, if anybody wants them, we can have them. How would we get hold of them band. if we wanted to get get one of those limited edition EPs? Well, it's going to be... It's going to be you'll be able to get it on Townsend Music, which is the big distributor. Uh, you'll go online, townsendmusic.com, and uh, they'll be stocking it there. Uh, and uh, they'll be signed as well. We're going to sign a few copies so people can get them there as well. I think they're going to be about nine quid or something. Okay. Ten quid. So it's signed. So it's going to be a limited edition, about maybe between three and 500 copies. And then we're going to be doing... A few shows. Um, our shows has to be limited just now uh, because I'm on dialysis uh, at the moment, three days a week. So it's three mornings a week. I've got to do this bloody dialysis, you know. It's uh, but it's you know needs must. It has to be done. But uh, the day was off. Yeah, I'm going to be gigging. So you know, dialysis in the morning, gigging at night. 
So that's what I'm going to be doing with the band. That's rock and roll. That's really rock and roll. And so, <laughs> and so the new album, what can you tell us about the new album? Yeah, it's called um, Backstage Waiting to Go On. And it's a pure, filthy rock and roll album. Just non-stop rock and roll. Just total guitar music. Uh, just really ballsy rock and roll record it is. Uh, and we're actually working on a new album just now as well, because part of the EP that we're doing, that's going to be on the new album. But that's more of a ballady type, laid back, crowded house type thing. Lots of harmonies, jangly guitars, yeah. acoustic guitars, you know, nice orchestration, stuff like that. But this one, uh, the new one that's getting released with the box set, that's a total rock and roll record. It's very rock and roll. Bring it on. Yeah, I think the jam meets the sex pistols, you know, that kind of thing. I can't wait to hear it. No doubt we'll yeah. play some of it on well, the show. I'll send you a copy. I'll send you the box set, so that's no problem. Oh, good man. And we'll get it on the show just to make sure people get out there. Now, um, and Absolutely. The, the, uh, the, the shows, when are they going to be roughly? The shows, we're trying to get shows booked for around about the, the time of the um, box set comes out. So it'll be around about March, April, May, and right on, you know. Yeah. We're just going to keep going yeah. straight and- on. Uh, but we've got a show, just to say I forgot all about this, actually. Um, We've got a show at the Jericho Tavern in Oxford uh, on the 29th of January. Very nice. So that's our first show of the year next year. Okay. So Oxford on the 29th of January for those who want to go and see Hurricane Number 1. Tickets available now? Yeah. Great. Get on it. Um, Now, uh, I was telling you that we do 25-year anniversaries as well, and there's a big 25-year anniversary from Supergrass. I think Moving by Supergrass is their best song, but if I were to have to choose a second one, this is a very close second. This is late in the day. It's 25 years since this was released because it was, I think it's the fourth single off their second album. The second album is genius. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And you did you say oh. you supported them or they supported you? That was their second tour was with Supergrass. Yeah. The British tour. Uh, and it's probably the funnest tour I've ever been on in my life. The guys were so great, you know? Yeah. Absolutely so funny. It was just a laugh from one end to the other, you know, it was just so, and they, they treated us so well, you know, there was no rock and roll idiot. So that they, they were just, just another bunch of nice guys, you know? Well, uh, what I'm going to ask, what, what I'm going to ask the other side of this song is the, the band that you enjoyed playing with the most, either the band that you supported or supported you. It sounds like it might be Supergrass, but if you can think of a second one, that would be great. You've got the, the you've got the four minutes, 38 it takes for them to play late in the day to think about it. So 
Late in the Day by Supergrass. Loved the song. Remember the video as well? They were jumping around on pogo sticks. <laughs> Crazy guys. Yeah, he was absolutely right. So I set up a, a question for you at the start of that song, which was, what was the favourite favorite group that you've played with? Either they supported you or you supported them. It's got to be Supergrass, I think. Really? Yeah, Ocean Colour Scene, we did a, a tour with them as well. They were great guys as well, but I think it was a bit more of a serious tour, you know? Whereas Supergrass was just <laughs> just a fun, fun tour, you know? Always laughing, always having pulling pranks on each other and stuff, you know? It was just it was just a great tour, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, they they for some reason they always seem like quite a fun band. I don't know if it's because their videos were so quirky or, or whatever. But you, sometimes you think, well, yeah, but they don't re- they can't really live up to that. So it's really really refreshing to hear that they did. Absolutely, absolutely, and great guys. Always had jokes and all. And Mickey, you know, everybody thinks Mickey's a kind of serious kind of guy. Oh my god, the guy made me laugh so much. The bassist, you know, uh, yeah. he was so. I don't. He didn't actually know he was funny. But he was funny. <laughs> he was just so cool. Cool um, guy. And, and I always ask this question of, of our guests. It's such a cheesy question. Who's the most famous person on your phone? Now, I asked Alan McGee this question, and he said, Joaquin Phoenix. Mine's is probably Manny from The Roses. Okay. <laughs> we speak every day. Oh, really? We speak every day. He... Manny's one of my, the best guys I know. Because yeah, he, he's somebody who's moved around bands a bit as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been in. Yeah, he's been in uh, Primal Scream and stuff. And uh, you know, but uh, you know, Manny is probably and probably one of the first kind of rock stars I ever met uh, when I first signed to Creation. Because um, he was with Primal Scream at the time when I signed to Creation. He just got there, and then I, I met well, I bit, met Bobby Gillespie first, and that was pretty cool. And then I met Manny, and um, we were. Been friends ever since, you know. Just been friends ever since '96. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Now we're running out of time here, and I have to tell the audience. Oh, you also picked "Slide Away" by Oasis and "In a Room" by Dodgy, but I haven't had a chance to play them because we've I've been we've been talking so much. But we are going to finish. So <laughs> we, we are we are going to be finishing with this one. This is um, "Sparky's Dream" by Teenage Fan Club. Why did you pick that one? My probably my favorite creation band ever was Teenage Fan Club because I was more into the. I wasn't really into Oasis or any of the Britpop stuff before I got signed. I was more into the American-type sound, the birds and the jangly guitars and R.E.M. and, you know, the Black Crows and stuff like that, you know? So this is why I loved the Teenage Fan Club. When I was a kid, I used to think they were an American band. I had no idea they were a Scottish band, you know? And then when I, years later, then I found out they were Scottish and I was like, wow, it blew my mind, you know? Yeah. Because their harmony and stuff was just so good. They were like big star or something, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure. Fans of Hurricane Number 1, if you didn't know Hurricane Number 1, you do now. You've heard two of their songs. Go and check them out. They are releasing stuff before Christmas. Sounds like a perfect Christmas present. They're going on tour early next year, January in Oxford, and more dates to be announced, and a new album and box set available from Townsend Music. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, dude. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Great. And we're going to finish Fantastic. we're going to finish with Sparky's Dream Teenage Fan Club. See you on the flip side.
Dying.